Eagle Eye in the Sky is fueled by Gatorade, the official sports drink of the Philadelphia Eagles. Everything didn't move. I don't care who it is. Let's go. Give me everything you got. Play fast, play hard. Let's beat these boys tonight in their house. It's party time. It's party time. Let's go. Touchdown! You're listening to the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast. Now here's your host, Brand Duffy. That's right. Another day in our final training camp recap of the year as the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast fueled by Gatorade continues. I'm Fran Duffy and I think we've got a great show for you here on episode number 203. At the top of this week's show, we've got Chalk Talk where I am joined by Chris McPherson and Ben Fennell one last time to break down what we saw here at the NovaCare Complex for training camp practice. Eagles, Ravens, joint practice day two. Let's get to it now in Chalk Talk. Let's get down to business. It's time for Chalk Talk. All right, so another spirited day of practice. I thought it was another really competitive uh, afternoon. Pretty hot, not quite as soupy as yesterday, but I'll tell you, I felt a little, uh, I felt a little, little weak coming inside. It was a it wore on me a little bit. Yeah, two days. Got, got my final Ritas of the uh, of the summer. Which flavor? I want blue rag. I go blue blue raz every time. The Go Birds is very good. Go Birds very good. Go Birds very good. But I do. I I prefer blue raspberry. I'm shocked time. you would risk it, knowing that you're going to be on camera. Even though this is an See, audio podcast. See what I did was I waited until the scrimmage started. So the scrimmage portion of the practice start when they were walking over. I snuck over to Rita's, grabbed the blue <laughs> raspberry, had it when I watched the scrimmage uh, with Ben, and then I by the time I knew by the time I got in and got on camera that my blue tongue would be gone. It's a veteran move, but the the big thing is that because it was so hot and humid and nasty yesterday on the field, you want to know how would the guys rebound. You know, yep. you wanted to see would they have that sustained effort through a second day, and early on in the practice, it was a first team period. I'm watching the Eagles defense for a little bit and Tim Jernigan makes a play in the backfield and you hear him hooting and hollering and setting the tone and that, that's the type of stuff. Tim Jernigan is great at doing that all the time yep. but that's precisely what you need. You need those tone setters on a day like today that if anyone's feeling a little bit down whatsoever, they're going to bring the energy up. From uh, what I was told, I didn't see it yesterday, from what I was told he did the same thing yesterday. Team period, first play. <laughs> Stopped the play, was in the backfield chirping with the Ravens offense. His former team, I think a little bit extra, a little bit extra yep. juice for, for yep. Tim Jernigan uh, going into this week of practice. Certainly, sure. but he did not. What was interesting is at the end of practice, he didn't take his shirt off like he always does. Disappointing. So that's, you know. <laughs> uh, Jernigan is one of, obviously one of our favorite players to, to watch. Uh, certainly a tone setter. So what we did uh, for today's practice was we said, you know what? Yesterday, the three of us kind of watched it together, and we all watched the Eagles offense go up against Baltimore's defense. So I volunteered. Ben and I walked outside and I said you know what I'll bite the bullet today I'll go I'll watch the defense in the middle field because I really wanted to watch you know how our defense would go up against Lamar Jackson so I'm sitting there I've got a nice great seat right next to the scoreboard in the end zone middle field I think I'm going to be watching you know the our defense go up I see the offense come jogging over I'm like ah oh, I got the, the middle dokey field dokey. and I got the offense <laughs> so uh, Ben you had the uh, the enjoyment of watching the Eagles defense go up against Lamar Jackson and the offense. Just before we get into you know individual plays and things like that, just overall thoughts on how the defense looked. I thought they looked sharper today. I thought yep. both sides of the ball looked a little bit sharper. It wasn't as humid, wasn't as yes. thick and uh, hazy out there today, so I think they're a little bit more used to that. And Everybody just looked a little bit sharper. Execution looked a little bit better on both sides of the ball. Baltimore is a unique team. They have some unique animals on the offensive side of the ball. Lamar Jackson's unique. Some of their schemes are unique. 
They have some young players that are pretty unique, like a Miles Boinkin, who's like a size of a tight end. But he said he stood out today. He could run like a receiver and a strong hands and sharp routes. And uh, just really interesting. Their left tackle, left guard, did not participate today. So uh, some backups there on the offensive line with Ronnie Stanley and Jermaine Illuminae. Uh, out of practice, but I thought the defense looked pretty good collectively. Yeah, I thought the offense, you know, yesterday we said it was a defensive day uh, from what we had heard on for the Eagles defense. They did well, and that uh, the, the Baltimore defense had kind of won the day uh, on the other side. Today, I, you know, watching the offense, a little bit more crisp. You know, I watched the, the first seven-on-seven seven drill. Uh, Carson Wentz hit Alshon Jeffrey in a slot fade for a touchdown. The two hooked up for a couple plays uh, later in the day. There was a really nice, well-blocked scheme uh, or screen play uh, from Carson to Alshon. I thought it was really well-blocked. So uh, it would have gone for a big play. So I thought overall, just a, a lot crisper in the passing game today, which was good to see. A couple days ago in practice, I think it was during a special teams period. Yep. And on the middle field, because they were on like the far field, and over on the middle field, you had Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, and Mike Rowe. And they're just going through different routes and trying to work on their timing. And something that I hadn't really seen at all throughout the course of camp. Of course, they'll do some side work, like all the sure. receivers will, after practice. But the fact that it was in the middle of practice made it seem like there's a sense of they really want to get this together mm. as quickly as possible. Because I've said on the podcast before, you know, you have Carson Wentz fully healthy going into the season, Alshon Jeffries fully healthy going into the season. You hope that these two can click and get things going starting September 8th against Washington and they can have a full season of success together where it's not, you know, Alshon's battling the shoulder injury, Carson's coming off the knee injury, and Alshon has the surgery from the shoulder injury. So uh, it's good to see that, that chemistry developing. I mean, he's – you know, developed it with Deshaun, ha- has it with Nelson from over the last couple of seasons. Now getting it with, with Alshon, I mean, you know, it, it just expands what this offense can do and how deadly it can be. Yeah, I think just overall, just looking at the the depth on this offense from a skill player standpoint uh, is really, really exciting. What they can do with the backfield, obviously at tight end, receiver you just talked about, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun just to watch this offense go to work. Talk about the running backs as well. Um, you know, We had a couple run periods today in practice. So basically the way they did it was uh, the Eagles offense against the Baltimore defense on the middle field and then on the outside field you had the Eagles defense against the Baltimore offense. So uh, the two did their own sets of drills to start practice and then they all came together for one big scrimmage uh, where the whole team was on one field and you had uh, you know the Eagles on one sideline, the Ravens on another to end practice. Had to be at least thirty some plays, forty some plays uh, in that period. I would say that from the run periods when the teams were separate, I thought Jordan Howard was the running back that really ran hardest and really get, to me. And it's tough; it's always tough, you know, because it's not live contact to the ground. But I thought Jordan Howard ran well. He's a guy that I'm just excited to see in the, in the construct of this Eagles offense because you know Ben, uh, you know, watching this team over the years. The kind of role he's going to have. You think to you know Garrett Blunt and Jay Ajayi and those kind of runs, those quick hitters right up the middle, things like that. I, I'm excited to see Jordan Howard in this offense. Hey, listen, they may not feature him in the past game or design routes for him, but don't think he's going to be some non-participant in the past game on yep. third down. He pass protects very well. He could still catch the ball out in the flat in the perimeter. They threw him a screen pass today out in yep. space. He's still a tough running back to bring down, especially in the open field. So just because he's kind of pegged in as this between the tackles, north-south, bell cow, because he's a little heavier than some of the other running backs, doesn't mean he's as limited as I think it's kind of being portrayed. Yeah, and then uh, one guy I'll say on offense real quick uh, that made one of the more impressive plays of the day, 
One of our favorite players, uh, Alex Ellis. Uh, diving mm-hmm. catch in coverage. Uh, there was a defender right on his back. I think it was a safety. Uh, diving catch to the ground, got up, and then ran away from a linebacker down the left sideline. Uh, you know, look, a guy that can certainly – you don't know how many tight ends the Eagles are going to keep. And, you know, if they decide they want to keep four, yeah, I think he could battle for for that fourth spot. It's something to watch yeah. these last couple of games. I mean, Ben has, you know, been pounding the drum for Alex, Alex Ellis pretty much throughout, you know, these daily podcasts since he signed with the Eagles. And he he's a different body type than the other ones, a little linear than the other tight ends of the roster. But he certainly has the pass-catching ability. Um, he's he's going to make it interesting. He's making it very interesting. And this is a guy with some experience in the league. It's not a rookie for agent who hasn't played ball. Before, I mean, yeah. this is a guy who who was with Kansas City and has started games in the league. So uh, certainly, when you look at, we don't know how long Richard Rodgers is out with his undisclosed injury, but Josh Perkins has stepped up in camp. You saw Will Ty, who was very promising at the start of his career up the turnpike with the Giants, and now Alex Ellis. It's going to be a fun battle seeing if there's one or two spots, you know, behind Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, knowing that Goddard's definitely out. You don't need to say anything of Zach Ertz in right. these final two preseason games. Uh, uh, Josh Perkins had almost had an outstanding catch. I believe it was some kind of a wheel route, some kind of vertical route uh, down the right sideline. Went up and over a defender, went to the ground. The ground knocked the ball out, so it was incomplete. It was almost an outstanding catch. Uh, it was a really good throw from Carson Wentz. Um, let's get to the scrimmage area now. So uh, at the end of practice, like I said, they got together a very long period where it was basically ones versus ones on each side. Then they go twos versus twos, threes versus threes, and cycle back through. Uh, ben, let's talk. About the Eagles had a bunch of takeaways uh, in that session. You know, a bunch of interceptions. Whether no matter who was at quarterback for Baltimore, and a couple near interceptions as well. And someone in coverage, you're not used to seeing out in coverage. I think Vinnie Curry had one of the picks to get the period started there off a little bit of a zone pressure. I think they blitzed Malcolm Jenkins. Curry dropped off the backside right into the throwing window uh, of who Lamar thought was his hot receiver. Well-designed blitz and perfectly executed there. He needs to work on his lateral there at the end of the play. Yeah, he threw a little bit high. Uh, a little, little reckless there, but <laughs> then there was just kind of a flurry of picks. I'm not even sure of all the numbers. I thought Malcolm had one. T.J. Edwards might have had one. So Edwards almost had one. It bounced right off of his hand. That's right. There was, was a couple near and a couple yeah. picks, so I'm a little bit uh, blanking on who Super had which exactly. one. And I know a corner had one later in the period on kind of a post route. Isaiah McKinnon, I know, had one. Uh, Trey Sullivan had one. Yeah, Trey Sullivan as well. Yeah, uh, a, bunch, a bunch of guys jumped in or the defense had a bunch of turnovers uh, in that final That was period. definitely their probably more spirited and best execution throughout the day. I thought it definitely ascended to that period. Started a little clunky in the 7-on-7 seven seven in the red zone periods. Right. And one collective thought I've had about watching these practices, I've noticed a lot more man-to-man defense from the Ravens, the Eagles playing a lot more zone defense. Mm. And when you're not hitting and really jarring the ball, uh, the pass catchers at the catch point, it's tough to play zone defense for four or five seconds. There's no pass rush. The quarterback's holding the ball. To maintain your zones and your integrity for that long into the down, and then if that receiver's between two zones and you can't really fully hit right. him and yep. jar that ball loose, there was a lot of completions out here the past two days. But with zone coverage, the lack of pass rush, the lack of live hitting – you're going to have completions. I yep. think that's just the nature of zone versus man. The man-to-man is much more isolated, much stickier in the coverage. You could be a little bit more pesky at the catch point. I thought they got their hands on a couple more balls than we had, but that last period in the scrimmage portion, I think we definitely uh, got our hands on enough of those. Yeah, that's where, as a viewer at home, you can kind of separate what you see in games versus practice because in practice, like you said, those guys are dropping back. There's no rush. Quarterback can just kind of sit back and say, all right, you know, too high, single, you know, single high. Where am I going? 
going with the football and kind of pick you apart. And particularly bit. in the tighter areas. Yeah. So the red zone, their tight ends smoked us in the red zone. I mean, Mark Andrews was catching a ball, and Hayden Hurst caught a ball in a variety of different ways, uh, ways and seams back in the end zone, crossing routes. But those tight areas, you could be physical in those tight areas, and we really couldn't, considering the practice conditions and it's you know a, a practice and joint practice. Sure. Um, so those areas in the red zone that would be a little bit tougher to make those grabs in those zones, they came down with them today. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun practice overall, a fun two days. Uh, something I think both teams really were excited to get coming in is that you know they expected uh, two spirited uh, teams to come together, and I thought it was a really competitive physical practice. A couple dust ups today, nothing too crazy though, and that's what you like to see. Is you know yesterday there was nothing. Today, uh, obviously in the second day, it's still hot. Get a couple dust ups, but it, it blew over quickly. Two, two teams that were just really physical and wanted to go at it, and I thought that both teams got better over the last. Couple I mean, of days. The, the biggest thing is. The Ravens were a playoff team a year ago. Yep. The number one defense statistically in the league a year ago. You know, you want to give yourself a litmus test, you know, for this third preseason game. And essentially these last two days have been the preseason game in essence. I don't know if the Stars will play, how much they'll play, but just from the way things are going and trending around the league, the Eagles are treating these last two days as the preseason game. And it's a great dress rehearsal because you're not going to get give the guys much action at all next week. So really, this is your last chance to give them extended work before September 8th. And to do it against a tough, hard-nosed, well-coached, physical team that brings it and also you know, presents a lot of different schemes that you're not, not going to typically see. Right. So I, I think it was a great test overall for the Eagles, and it gives the coaches a lot of teaching points to take over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I thought uh, overall, real quick from today, Carson Wentz had a couple of really nice throws. Yeah. A couple of them that were incomplete that were dropped. I thought that was yeah. Cool. And Josh McCown, I thought looked, uh, you know, like he yeah. was kind of picking up the offense a little quicker, got the ball out a little bit faster, like he knew where to go and the checkdowns and things like that. But just one collective thought of practice: so much respect between these two teams. No question. There's a lot of veteran presence. There's some Pro Bowlers on both sides of the team. These coaching staffs know each other with the yeah. relationship. Scouting staffs know Scouting each other. Staffs. Yep. yep. There's a lot of intertwined people, players, scouts. Tons of respect on the field. I stood behind the Ravens on that one session. They were kind of where the media was. And you could hear them talking about our players when we made a big play or Wentz had a nice throw. And you hear the oohs and the ahs and the woos. They know this is a, a playoff caliber team. They know we won the Super Bowl two years ago. Yeah. They look at our players not like these are some young guys trying to make a name for themselves. They're trying to get better. They respect our players. You saw the respect that we kind of gave them and some of the reps and just challenging them. So just that collective kind of respect is just really good to see, and I think it's that type of culture that you don't have the fights. You don't have the dust-ups. You don't have that amateur stuff and kind of the kids' yep. stuff here and there. Two teams really uh, coming to work, and there's some instances where I see our coaches talking and strategizing. I no see doubt. Dave Phipp and John Harbaugh side-by-side side in the special teams periods. I know they're talking about strategies and schemes, and just really cool to see. Yeah, it was a really fun couple of days for sure, a good way to kind of put a ribbon on camp. With that being said – Training camp uh, for our for our intents and purposes is over. Yeah, bittersweet feeling. What are uh, what are just some exiting thoughts as we walk away from camp and the and these daily podcasts? I'll, I'll start with the quarterback. It's you have to feel really good as an Eagles fan about what's to come for number eleven. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that he was asked about during his press conference today was he was doing a lot of his operation from the pocket, and you know that's the structure of the play and. And, you know, he's not trying to improvise out there. It's not a game, true game situation. But you're adding the arsenal of the fact that he can, he knows the offense inside and out. He's mastered it at this point, that he knows where everybody is on every play and he can go through his progressions very quickly. 
and that he's healthy and still has the athletic ability to make those dynamic plays like he did in 2017. And you're adding in the supporting cast, which I talked about already. He's developed the rapport and chemistry with throughout the summer. And you add in an outstanding run game with Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders to help complement it too. I mean, this offense, the pieces are all there to come together. And you have number 11 healthy going into these last couple of weeks of the yep. preseason leading up. So all in all, it wasn't it was a drama free camp for the Eagles, which is a great sign for things to come. You're looking at the other teams in the division and you see what they're going through, that they're making headlines, not just on the field, but off the field for different things that are happening. It's not the case here in Philadelphia. Yeah, I think in you know, bouncing off what you said earlier too, I think you look at this team. You have the the depth at skill positions. You've got the quarterback figured out. He's healthy. He's playing well in camp. And then I look at the lines of scrimmage on both sides, and I see not just like because remember we're missing some key players right right now. You know Fletcher Cox not practicing. Derek Barnett coming you know through midway through camp. Lane Johnson missed most of camp. You know Jason Peters kind of in and out. You know he's not going to participate fully uh, in practice. Hasn't played in games. But then you see some of these young guys, and you see the depth and the young the young talent that they've you know really incorporated over the last couple of years. Championships are won in the trenches and with quarterback play, and the Eagles have both. And and to me, that's a really you know something that you can be excited about going into the summer or going into the fall rather. Just a, a really really fun group. And I I've said it after each of these preseason games how fun it's been watching the young guys in the trenches, and it's going to continue over the next two. My collective thought, having been here, this is now my sixth season with the Eagles, uh, two seasons with Chip Kelly, this is my fourth with Doug Peterson. And just how comfortable some of the players and coaches are. Mm. If we look back to three, four years ago, Doug's first year, half this town wanted to fire Doug. Brandon Brooks dealing with his anxiety, and there's kind of a question on what his status was being a big free agent acquisition. Lane Johnson having the suspension. Nelson Aguilar coming as a rookie in the drops and the confidence issue. Wentz, rookie quarterback you traded up for. Did you get the return on investment? Is he a franchise quarterback? Is he a not franchise quarterback? There were so many questions three, four years ago. Right now, it just feels like this team and the personalities are so comfortable with who they are. I think they have the confidence after having won the Super Bowl, proving to themselves in the league that they can compete and that they are who they are. And just seeing them out there, everybody knows who they are now. It just seems like everybody is much more confident and yep. comfortable with themselves. It's really cool to see. I think, too, going off of – I remember talking with uh, with Lane and Brandon at the, about this uh, down in, when we went with them down in Texas. Mm -hmm. And, like – you had that 27, you had the Super Bowl run, and then you had that shortened offseason. You go through last year, and it was almost like a, you know, it, it's almost like you hit the, re you know, the reset button and you kind of just look back at, at what the last two years were. And, you know, it wasn't a great season last year in terms of like the, the, the execution early on. There were some rocky moments in the first, you know, five, six, seven weeks. But they were still there at the end of the year, and were you know a couple of plays away uh, from going to another NFC title game. Like they, they, this team, to your point, they know who they are and what they can be, and I think that's what's to be really excited. And about. And there, you can make a conversation about. that last year's run was possibly more challenging than the year before, yeah. considering some of the injuries, the midseason signings off the street. They really had to kind of throw the roster together to survive the season. But having those pillars and the veteran presence and the coach and everybody trusting and believing what's here. Just so much of a different culture and climate than three, four years ago. Just really refreshing to see and just the positivity, the culture, the confidence, and that this team is buckled down and ready to make another run. 
Well, this uh, this has been a lot of fun doing these daily pod. We did, I had no idea how this was going to go. I didn't know if I was going to you know get sick of these guys after three uh, three days of practice. I thought we were just talking about Rita's every day. Well, I, didn't I mean, know we, we were breaking down practice. Whenever I thought could. it was golf, yeah. but <laughs> right, yeah. uh, it was it was a lot of fun. And you guys have been a, done a great job of going on and just giving us a lot of support, whether it was on social media, you know, Facebook or Twitter, or uh, just going to wherever you listen, leaving a rating and leaving a, a comment. Uh, you know, you guys have been great all summer long at you know continue to support the podcast. It's been great to be able to answer all of your questions. The show's not going anywhere, obviously. We've got uh, our preview of the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow, how they match up with the Eagles uh, from an X and O standpoint, what the state of that team is. Uh, they just announced they just uh, re-signed or extended Jalen Smith, the star linebacker. So one of those uh, looming extensions out of the way for Dallas. They still have uh, quite a handful uh, in the wings here, so we'll see. We we talk about that tomorrow with Bob Stern from The Athletic. And then, obviously, like I said uh, yesterday, those weekly podcasts with Greg Cosell, they start – I'll say it. They start next week, so we uh, we get oh, we get into it next oh, week a little wait, bit. Over, uh, more of a peak. Uh, yeah, a little bit more of a peak. I'm not going to get into exactly <laughs> oh. what we do, but ne- next week, uh, Greg Cosell from NFL Films will be on the show. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to, just to get back into the swing of things in the regular season. The best way to support it, if you really liked what you saw here and heard here uh, over the last couple of weeks during training camp, again, if you haven't already, go leave a rating, go leave a comment, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Really appreciate the support here on the Eagle Eye in the Sky podcast, fueled by Gatorade. Until then. Talk to you guys tomorrow here, previewing the Cowboys.